This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into a special installment of the Annie Fry Show podcast. This is kind of a new experiment uh, that I have had rolling around in my brain. And I wanted to reach out to my expert friends to help me understand the concept of practical prepping. And in studio here with me, I have Jesse Johnson and Katie Johnson, owners of STS Armory. You can go on to, online to sts-armory.com or find them at STS Armory on Facebook. Jesse, Katie, thanks for being in here today. Thanks for having us. Thanks it's for having us. Good to have you. Um, so I have I've been a frequent customer at STS Armory. It's where I go to purchase firearms. It's where I go to ask all the questions. STS Armory is in Illinois. There are a lot of really ridiculous laws that have to be abided by in the state of Illinois, but nonetheless, you have to abide by them. So you guys are have been so helpful providing information as well as uh, uh, stuff that I've purchased from you. But you also pay attention to things outside of just firearm purchases. Correct. And we've been discussing this a little bit. Jesse, I'll I'll go to you first. When it comes to the idea of prepping people kind of have in their mind, like if you say prepper... A tinfoil hat, a crazy guy in the woods, doesn't, you know, isolates himself, stuff like that. Yeah. And then you, you, in our lead up to this conversation, you threw out a word kind of challenging the idea of prepping, and your word was... Readiness. Being being ready for, you know, a natural disaster, which happens frequently around here. We've had how many tornadoes and how many storms. Um, uh, our local area, we've had people that were out for almost a week of power. Yeah. And that's a that's a complete game changer in our normal flow of lives. So, locate we're located around the St. Louis area. We're Midwest. We have tornadoes. We have excessive heat. We can have excessive cold and ice. So there's a lot of weather that happens here. But across the country, I mean, you can have fires. You can have hurricanes. There's just a, a lot of challenges that Mother Nature itself can present, Katie. So, again, comparing the practical prepping idea and challenging the word prepping with the word readiness when people do think about the tinfoil hat dude they are discounting the value of thinking about it from not going that far into it but just the idea of what are you ready for right now in this moment and most people are likely not ready for any of those type of non-tinfoil hat Correct. situations. Yep. You'll see a lot of people, especially around here, that have um, invested in generators in the last few years. But m- if you think about it, if your power goes out for 72 hours, 
do you have water? Do you have medicine? Do you have food for yourselves, your kids, your dogs? Um, all of those things that a lot of people don't tend to think about if they don't dive into that readiness mindset or that prepping mindset. Yeah, yeah. Pets is a good a good thing to to add on to the needs too because you're gonna need to provide for whomever is in your home, whoever is in your current list of responsibilities. I have four kids myself, and the. I, I cover news for a living, but where it became very evident to me that I needed to be more prepared than I was currently is of my four kids, one of them is now two. And she was 10, 10 and a half months when the formula shortage really started to set in. And when you feed your child by one means, and that means is threatened to be taken away, that is horrifying. It's terrifying. And at 10 and a half months she was feed- she was eating table food and so there were other ways that I could feed her and I called my pediatrician and I said listen she's 10 and a half months she's very healthy she doesn't have any special needs or any extra concerns should I just transition her to milk early because I can get milk but there might be a 3 month old out there that has no other option should I leave that formula on the shelf and and the doctor said, don't buy more than you need, but you need to keep her on formula until she's 12 months old and continue her development. And it just reshaped my way of thinking about wishing, you know, as a mom, you're always, not everybody, I guess, but I'm envious of those who aren't. You're always thinking, I should have done that better. How could I have done that better? And Jesse, you know, it came down to maybe instead of, I wish I would have had an extra backup formula canister. I wish I would have had water in the event that what if the water goes out and that formula is made with water Water. and I don't have water? Like, what happens in that scenario? And then, of course, I have three other children who could fend for themselves a little bit more. It's something simple like that that isn't the tinfoil hat realm where when you start, when when you're confronted with it like I was with the formula shortage, there are other things that happen to people that make them go, ooh, there might be something low cost, low investment, that I could do right now to be more prepared for something should it take place. Yeah, there's a lot of simple things with that. Um, you know, the your instance of water. I mean, water is life. You can only survive for three days without water, and that's as an adult. Uh, you tell one of your kids you can't have a drink; they are beside themselves. Yeah. They're used to be able to get a drink anytime they want to. And as a society, we live in a very safe, uh, stable, for the most part that you need a drink of water, you you go get a bottle of water or you walk to the sink, you turn it on and there's water there. And when that changes, everything changes fundamentally. And so I was speaking with both Jesse and Katie about you guys had this this rule of threes concept. And I, I'd like to kind of dive into that because it really does set the table for how to start down the the road, the path of saying, I would like to be more prepared. I'm not waiting for an invasion from a foreign country or it's it's, it's not. That's not the road we're going down. We're going we're thinking about weather. We're thinking about power outages or, you know, maybe unrest. We in St. Louis have had unrest in, in the neighborhood. And you think to yourself, how safe am I in this home that I've always felt safe in before? Um, the rule of threes really gives you kind of a platform for how quickly things can become unstable in your life. And I'll, I'll let you guys talk about that. Katie, you, you were the one who brought it up earlier. Talk to me about the rule of threes and how that really can put into the frame how much you can prepare at a low cost, just with some knowledge, 
maybe a small investment. Yeah. So you can survive three minutes without air. You can survive three hours without shelter. Mm -hmm. You can survive three days without water, three weeks without food. Um, So that's kind of a good starting point. Water's crucial and it's really relatively inexpensive. If you're at the grocery store, you can grab a gallon for what, a dollar or so, roughly, Mm -hmm. Um, or a case of water for five bucks. Then you have a couple different bottle sizes. Um, You can get something as simple as a life straw to where if you didn't have the storage space, because not everybody's blessed with extra storage, um, to condense it, a life straw filters the water for you. Um, There's lots of options. And then looking at food and medicine, um, different things you need for those those time periods. So Jesse, she's mentioning the Life Straw, which is something you guys carry in your store at STS Armory uh, in Pontoon Beach, Illinois. People can go to sts-armory.com if they want to learn more about your store and, and the things that they can acquire online as well. How does a Life Straw, if you're saving it, you're putting it away, you're putting it in your, your Ono box in, in your basement behind the Christmas decorations, something like that, becomes very practical to have in an instance like what we've been discussing. It's really one of the easiest um, ways of being ready because there's not a shelf life to it. Uh, You leave it in the package. When you need it, you take um, water. You know, if you capture rainwater, you know, there's say you have a bad storm and there's a few days of storms, you put a bucket outside and you have a a bucket of water. Is it drinkable? Uh, You don't really know. You basically put the life straw down in there and just use it as a normal straw. It's, it looks like a really big, thick straw, about an inch around, and you just draw the water out of there and you have water. There's a few options with it. You could, there's some fancy ones you could hang and put it on a bucket and everything. But the simplest way, you just put the straw into water and drink, mm. and you have water. When, you know, if I think about, oh, well, I'm, I'm near running water. Like, I would have water. It'd be right there. How do you know that it's, I mean, maybe you boil it. Maybe you you heat it up and then and then you you can sanitize it that way. I assume, but uh, that kind of draws into you said medicines. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that should there if a storm. I, I have helped my parents on their farm clean up dramatic with this centennial farm with trees that are older than the farm is, and when a storm comes through. And it rips those those limbs down. You're out with chainsaws. You're chopping up wood you're throwing wood you're getting scraped you're getting cut you know god forbid there's something that is a little bit worse than just a scrape or a cut you need to make sure that you aren't going to get an infection or how do you handle a situation like that when maybe the the common comforts that we experience right now aren't available to you yeah and that's having a basic medical kit just a personal a tourniquet you know the basic items like that, Tylenol, Band-Aids, Neosporin, that kind of stuff is good to have on hand. Um, You do have to watch your expiration dates with those, Um, but they are good things to keep around when you are cleaning up those messes. Even your daily medicines, if you have um, something that you take daily, insulin, something like that that needs to be stored properly, making sure you have a secondary device on how to store that as well. So let's talk about, in order to be prepared or, Jesse, to use your word, ready, in a practical, non-sensationalized sense, it will require some investment. And yeah. it's kind of, there's there are, I'm sure, likely tiers. There's like the entry level, 100 level class of, I'm going to take this first step. And then, I, as I've in my experience, as that has grown, you become more prepared, you become more organized, and you feel, I, I have a sense, a great sense of, peace knowing that if i never have to use what i've invested in that's the best case scenario 
But being somebody who is analytical and who thinks about these things and sees uh, just recently the, the massive fires in Hawaii and we've seen hurricanes and, and weather and there were supposed to be huge storms that hit the East Coast this past week, knowing that if that hit here, I would be able to take care of my family and I wouldn't have to hope that there would be somebody else out there who would provide me anything. Like I've got it for a certain amount of time. When it comes to investing time, money, and acquiring knowledge, what is your advice to someone who's going, I don't even know where to start with this? Uh, start small. Uh, don't don't go out and you know get a second loan on the house just to have gear. Uh, some of the basic ways you could you could basically allot twenty dollars a paycheck. Uh, you pick up a couple extra gallons of water, some soup, something that doesn't need water or heat. Um, there's a lot of people propose rice and beans and stuff like that, which are great for long term. The problem is for immediate. Uh, our most common things are going to be a seventy-two hour to one week issue. Um, do you have a way of boiling the water? Because if you have an electric stove and that's all the stove you have, and the power's out, you you can't make rice, you can't make beans, but you can go get a can of uh, soup, whatever brand. Um, you know, there's about a two year shelf life usually to that, and you can open a can of soup and you could eat it cold, and it's nourishment. Yeah, it's not a gigantic investment that you're going to. You know, dedicate half the garage to and then all the basement and, and, you know, adding stuff on. It's just little things that just build up slowly over time for that. And Katie, if you're going to the grocery store and you put an extra, like you were saying, a gallon of water in the cart, that's not you're not even going to notice that on the total bill. And you could do that when you go to the make the trip and then you store that. But also to Jesse's point with the soup, I'm thinking about my pantry and I'm thinking about just having a deeper pantry where maybe when you do, if you if you, maybe it's once a month, you're adding to the pantry. Those things could go into the basement. You could put those in the back, bring the other ones up to the front so that you are making sure rotation. you're staying. Yeah, rotation, making sure you're staying in front of expiration dates. So to me, that feels a lot more practical than going to purchase hundreds of dollars of stored food that's going to sit down there and God willing, you never have to use it. Right. There are um, other things you can purchase too, um, resources, books you can look at. But you know, having just a little bit extra with that extra paycheck, grabbing an extra thing of flour if you know how to bake, maybe you can whip something up, um, and grabbing um, different items like that at the grocery store. Grabbing an extra packet of band aids while you're there for the kids it never hurts. You can rotate those through in your in your closets as well. Um, yeah. So. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We're, we're talking about providing ourselves now with resources that we can go in and dip into. What's in your experience of studying this type of, of, of things, you, you own and operate STS Armory. So your, your bread and butter is more firearms, but you have all of these things in your, in your store. I've seen them made, like I said, purchases from you guys previously, but at some point, and I don't know what that point is and it probably depends on the scenario. At some point, if you are the person who's prepared, you're going to probably have to protect the fact that you were the one who is prepared. Absolutely. And at some point, you're not going to have anyone else who comes in to regulate that situation for you. And I would imagine that based on any given scenario and, and the, the predictive hope that said scenario is going to be rectified, that could happen a lot faster than people anticipate that happening. What do you say to that scenario? If you're somebody who's just starting out and having these thoughts for the first time just starting out it the your first answer may not be a gun it may be something like a good can of a large can of pepper spray um other things with that is the how fast it can go down um there's been multiple studies that basically saying that the grocery stores are three days from empty any given time kind of knew that from covid yeah Hmm. and it was it was played out in covid and, and there were there was still a lot of access to food um, people had options, but what happens when the grocery store, all the cold stuff is trash and the only thing left on the shelf is boxes and cans, it's going to go really fast. And do you have um, a little side note with that is, does your credit card work? Huh. Do you have, How do you acquire do you have an, yeah, do you have an envelope, you know, maybe tucked back with a couple hundred bucks that's, that's going to get you through a couple weeks of just basic staples if you don't have or you run out of something and it's available? That's a great point. And then you... Well, see, this is where my mind goes because I just I spiral into, and then what happens when money isn't value any, valuable anymore? But w- w- we could talk about that at another time. Um, you know, Katie, if you're thinking about, you've got kids. I've got kids. We're both moms. When you're thinking about being at home with your own children, maybe uh, the man of the house is going out to the said grocery store and you feel more comfortable sending him into that environment than you would yourself. You wouldn't want to take your children into that environment. Um, we all know how crazy people got over toilet paper. So, and that, that, I mean, that is a necessity, but, um, if you're talking about food, if you're talking about water, uh, the, the quick nature with which that becomes a very, very hot commodity, you're at home, you're at home with the kids, tensions are rising. You know, what are you advising mothers out there or husbands who are thinking about leaving their wife at home with their kids, how, how would you advise them to protect themselves? Depends on their comfort level. I mean, obviously, a firearm is a great way to do that, but it's not for everybody. Um, like Jesse mentioned, a big can of pepper spray. You got, you're you the only house in the neighborhood that 
invested in a generator and you've got the lights on and nobody else does and it's a cold night or a hot summer day that, that's a big tell yes yes <laughs> people are going to know that they got something going on Correct. over at the johnson house right and you've got the heat and nobody else does and they have it and they're cold and they're hungry um you know a big can of pepper spray to get eight people off your door if that's you know the neighborhood showing up or you know that firearm knowing how to use it and taking that step to get that education and get comfortable with it and yeah. have the knowledge and, you know, Jesse, I think your point is well made that not everybody is going to be like, oh, I need to take the first step to be coming prepared. Let me go buy a rifle. That's that's not practical. Not typically, no. But when when I think about being practically prepared for my home and when my husband and I talk about this, we generally like to invest in things that would be useful to us in a wide variety of scenarios, but also in no emergency scenario, like having a firearm for me is a valuable thing to have. And and when you first consider having a firearm, like if when that that thought enters your brain for the first time, it's a very scary thought. I've I've experienced this myself when I I got my first firearm, and I think twenty seventeen possibly, and I'd never shot a handgun before. Every time. I would go out and shoot. I felt so much more. Com- I mean, it, it was exponential. Like the, the everything that I was afraid of, all of my fear was based in ignorance. I did not know. So I feared it when I became aware of it and, you know, had instruction and learned about it. It became not scary at all. And it was empowering. And so, so these are things to me that if you were ever considering investing in a first firearm or a, a way to protect yourself, this is something that is helpful to you regardless of emergency setting in. Absolutely. And and the fear factor, there's an analogy I've heard in the past that um, if you're a, a kid, a car is a terrible, a terrifying, terrifying thing. If you put a 15-year-old in a car and they've had no experience, it's a terrifying thing for the kid. They have no experience. They've had no training. Now, when they get you know a few years of experience, cars a natural thing. We just go and drive. We don't think about it anymore. It becomes because we've eliminated the fear and the unknown out of it. Yeah, and the well, lack of knowledge with a car and how to drive it is a dangerous thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very very good analogy. What do you say, Jesse, to somebody who you know all legal things aside? Because in in the state of Illinois, we're in St. Louis, so we have Missouri on one side of the Mississippi River, Illinois on the other, red state, blue state. I don't know if there's a border that could be more dramatically different than than ours. Maybe you you guys know? No, not really. Like it's 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 very very drastically ch- different between the two. What for anybody who's listening anywhere to this this podcast episode? How do you go about like I think I might like to have a gun. Like what what is the responsible way to go about that procedure? Really the responsible way would be um, if you have no experience at all is taking some form of safety class that gives you the basic understanding of this is this is how the fire this is how it functions this is how I can safely operate it this is how I can unload it this is how I can load it this is how I need to secure it securing a firearm is honestly is just as important as owning one um, because you're responsible for the gun you are absolutely responsible something happens to that you're responsible for it you need to have a way of securing it up. That is one of our biggest things we stress. That's why we do the kids' classes. But you just can't leave a gun out. Just because you have one, you need to be able to secure it up. That is one of the biggest things about being a responsible gun owner. I'm so glad you said that because, Katie, I purchased a, a safe for my bedside from you guys. And 
the first time, I think the first gun that we actually owned and kept in our house was gifted to my husband by his dad. It's like a shotgun or something, like a family heirloom shotgun. And I just, t- he wanted to have it in the house. And I said, we need, I want the safe before we have the gun. Mm-hmm. And at, at that point in time, we did not have hundreds of dollars to invest in anything, mm-hmm. let alone a gun safe for a gun that we had not yet even acquired. But I said to him, we can keep it in the house, but it has to be 100% secure. We had, a, our son was little at the time. And my father-in-law ended up getting us one for Christmas, which was fantastic. It wasn't an expensive one, but it was locked and the little hands were going to stay away from it. And we had it. So we were able to have it in the home. And now every time, if we go to make a firearm purchase, I always, to your point, Jesse, I need to know where that firearm is going to go mm-hmm. before it ever comes in the house. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's it's a big deal. As a mom, you know, as somebody who is very confident and very skilled in your ability to, to know and understand and operate firearms, you still have to be a responsible parent. Absolutely. For sure. Yep. In the process. And our kids are, you know, our kids are around it. They grow and growing up in the gun store. So they're around it. But I still want to make sure that our firearms are secure as well. Um, And you can control what you do at home, but you need to help them understand what the responsibility and the seriousness of the firearms are as well. And keeping the unauthorized hands of their friends and stuff once you get to that point where the friends are coming over, making sure that it's secure. Um, And there's lots of options for that. There's some hidden in plain sight options that are lockable. Um, There's lots of quick access safes if you're going to use it for defensive firearms. And then there's your simple gun locks if it's going to be a stored firearm that's not in use. There's ways to keep it safe and not spend a lot of money either. Yeah, I think that's a key point too. the affordability of being ready. Is it's much more accessible to start that, then I think people probably I, we were we were discussing there are a lot of companies that do great jobs at making great products and it's packaged in a way mm-hmm. in some cases so that the tinfoil hat goes, that's my stuff. Yep. Uh, you don't have to be that guy. You don't have to buy mm-hmm. that stuff. You're, you're, you're talking about buying, you know, ruler foods soup cans mm-hmm. and sticking it on your shelf. And you have now invested in your readiness. Yes. Yeah, I think that's such a key point. Um, Before we wrap this up, I just want to let each of you talk about, as as people who own and operate a gun store, your assessment of people who come in, because I've had these conversations with you. You've talked to people in my own family who are enthusiasts when it comes to the firearm industry, what they have. They come in and they're like, this is the exact gun I need to have. And you've also helped people in my family who have no idea and are interested in the base level education, the courses that you guys offer and teach and do so well at. Uh, what is your understanding about the public's level of readiness as a whole? Uh, all I have to say is COVID because they're not ready. They're absolutely not ready. Um, you, I mean, if you want to look self-reflect, if you've never thought about this, go look at your pantry, go look at and, and, and try to make up three days worth of meals for every person in your family. If you don't have that, you're underprepared. Um, think, okay, you have three days. What about a week? What about two weeks? Uh, two weeks is a good number to be at, but you look at how much chaos. I mean, how many grocery stores were ransacked during COVID when they said, Hey, you've got to stay home. You can't go anywhere. Okay, well, we'll let some people in the grocery store. Fast food's getting shut down. What do I eat? Well, people panicked, absolutely panicked. And panicky people are 
will do insane things just to feed their family, just to keep their family alive and happy. And we're, as a society, we're very, very underprepared. Some people have chose to prepare. Most of us have not. Yeah. And, you know, Katie, to that, what Jesse's saying there, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, I don't have three days. I I have six people in my house. That's a lot of food in a pantry for Mm -hmm. three meals or 2,000 calories a day per person per, you know, that goes, we, we probably, I'm, th- I'm thinking in my house, we probably go to the grocery store three or four, we live close to one, but we just, what do you want to eat? Okay, I'll go pick up the extra two things that I need to make that meal tonight or whatever it might be. So the longevity is not always in the pantry. For people who are hearing this right now and thinking, you know what, I could be, I could start by trying to be three days prepared, like Jesse said. Mm-hmm. That would catapult you in front of, I would assume, a significant portion of the public. While the panic is setting in there, you've got a little more time to get your act together. Absolutely. You've got some time to think. You've got some time to plan uh, what your next move is, where you where you can go from there, what's available in your area. Um, and one thing, you know, for depending on where you're at in the country, knowing for that preparedness, what is available? What resources do you have? Um, do you have a garden? Is that available? Do you have a means to hunt if you needed to? What does that look like? What do your state laws look like, too? Yeah, um, the, the means to hunt. And we haven't brought that up yet. But when we've talked about firearms, you're, you're talking about getting the people off your front doorstep, mm-hmm. but maybe getting dinner. Yeah, the 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 rabbit, the squirrel, mm-hmm. the deer, whatever yeah. it might be. Multi-purpose is a lot of purposes for a firearm in your home. Oh, absolutely. A little twenty-two rifle can do a lot of fun, and it can do um, what you need to to bring a small game and to cook for dinner or lunch for your kids or yourself. So to wrap it up, you've got $20 to spend this week. You found $20. Certainly there's almost limitless amounts of funds that you could invest in mm-hmm. this. Katie, if you have $20, what are you going to go spend it on today to say, I'm more prepared, I'll be more prepared tomorrow because I did this today? Start with water. That's the biggest thing. Make sure you have a water source at home. Um, and then canned foods. If you wanted to invest in some of the freeze-dried options, you can start getting a package here and there for five, six bucks. Um, slowly start building your little stockpile. Jesse, 20 bucks in addition to water. Anything that you're thinking of off the top of your head that is a good place to start? Or maybe if you had an extra 20 laying around, the next place you'd go? Um, food, food is a big thing with that and maybe a little bit of a creature comfort, you know, some snacks, um, or one other big thing that, that people get bored whenever the power's out, uh, a little battery radio, your phone, radio. Are you, can, can you charge yeah. your, can you charge your phone? Maybe, maybe not, but you have a little AM FM radio and be able to listen to something and have some noise and some, some comfort with that. That is huge. Communications are huge and being able to hear what's going on mm. because your phone doesn't have cell service. Uh, you can listen to the radio and you can get some news and you can get some idea of, hey, this is a little bit of spatial. Is Are we talking now, you know, did Amron say I'm going to be out for three days or is it going to be three weeks? Yeah, because that that knowledge is that's the to- best knowledge you could have in that moment. Like, what am I preparing? Like in this moment, in this time right now, what are we looking at? Mm hmm. Uh, I, one thing to add to the charging thing, I bought a portable charger like that you would carry if you were going on vacation or that you keep in your car to charge your phone that are solar powered, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who maybe hike a lot use those. I've never used it. I've charged it up, but 
uh, I, I didn't know that that even existed. And that's something that's out there that is practical for me to keep with me because it's a charger for my phone. But should I not be able to plug it into the wall, I can power it solarly. And I don't know how long. I mean, I think it takes a little bit longer than and hopefully the sun is out. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually it will be. And and I'll have a power source that way. Well, Jesse and Katie, thank you for your time today. There, there's so much more to discuss and to drill down on. But when it comes to practically prepping or being ready, I think that these are really, really great ideas for people to just kind of start their wheels turning and get in the game a little bit. I'd encourage them to go to uh, Soteria Training Solutions on Facebook. You can also search STS Armory on Facebook and find their Facebook page. And the website is sts-armory.com. Katie and Jesse, thank you for being here today. I'm really grateful for it. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.